Bismillahirrahmanirrahim The Believer and the Hypocrite Amudhakara by Sheikh Muhammad Fawzi Al-Karkari Hafizahullah from December 31st, 2020 The Prophet ﷺ never divulged the identities of the hypocrites of his community. He chose to keep them hidden. However, he describes their traits. The Prophet said, Among the signs of a hypocrite are three. Even if he should fast and pray and claims to be a Muslim. When he speaks, he lies. When he gives a promise, he breaks it. And when he is trusted, he betrays the trust. Now many people lie, but we cannot accuse them of being hypocrites, munafiqun. You can tell a liar, you can say that they have the trait of hypocrisy. But these three attributes described by the Prophet ﷺ must all come together in a single individual in order for you to accuse them of hypocrisy, of nifaq. And so the identity of the munafiq, of the hypocrite, by and large, remains hidden. And also the Prophet thus did not divulge any hypocrite's identity. And we, for our part, we see anyone who sends salawat, greetings of peace and invocations and blessings upon him as a mercy, as a divine mercy. And we ask for God to unite us with his lovers alone. And whoever makes a mistake, we ask for them to take that as an opportunity for repentance. One of the verses of the Qur'an that gives us insight into the difference between the believer and the hypocrite is from Surah Al-Hadid, verses 12 through 15. On the day when you see the believing men and the believing women with their light spreading before them and on their right, glad tidings unto you this day, gardens with rivers running below, therein to abide. That is the great triumph. On the day when the hypocrites, men and women, will say to those who believe, wait for us that we may borrow from your light. It will be said, turn back and seek a light. Thereupon, a wall with a gate will be set down between them, the inner side of which contains mercy, and on the outer side of which lies punishment. They will call on to them, were we not with you? They reply, indeed, but you tempted yourselves, bided your time, and doubted, and false hopes deluded you, till the command of God came, and the deluder deluded you concerning God. So this day no ransom shall be taken from you, or from those who believed, who disbelieved. Your refuge shall be the fire, it shall be your master, what an evil journey's end. Let us look at these verses a bit closer. 
The passage begins with, on the day when you see the believing women and men. يَوْمَ تَرَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ In other words, you must see, you must witness with your own eyes. This scenario entails direct vision, unveiling, and clarity, the clarity of the day of resurrection. And who do you see? You see with your own eyes the believing men and the believing women. Here they are specified, al-mu'minina wal-mu'minat. And you see them with their light spreading before them. Yes'a nuruhum bayna The light expanding or spreading before them, between their hands, as if spreading out about 240 degrees when you stretch out your hands. All of that space before them is covered in light. And this space, بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ that's before them, is none other than the Qibla, the direction of prayer. Because the believer's direction, his orientation, his wujha, is God. Wherever you turn, there is the face of God. The light thus spreads forth from the believer to his Lord. And the verse continues, you see this light spreading before them and on their right. That is to say, the believer has no left hand. He just has a right hand. Because the believer himself has become God's right hand on earth. By virtue of God's light. Or by virtue of, I become the hand with which he clutches as per the holy saying or the hadith Qudsi. The believer is God's right hand, in the same way as Moses السلام, was God's right hand. And when he pulled it out from under his arm, it is white for the viewers to behold, shining, resplendent, It's no longer a hand. In fact, the hand of the believer the hand of Sayyiduna Musa has become like the moon and the sun. And so this possibility is afforded to you as a believer as well. The possibility is of transforming your own orientation, your wujha, to become a sun or a moon. These luminous beings, these are the believers. And this bushra, this glad tiding, is for the believer by virtue of his or her faith, whose locus is the heart. Faith is inward. It is not visible in the here below. It pertains to those who are God-conscious, al-muttaqoon, the reverent, the sincere, al-mukhlisin. But some achieve or attain the luminosity of faith that's described in this verse in the here below through unveiling. You might say, no, 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 that's not true. You Sufis are innovating in the religion. Let's go back to the hadith of Harith. The Prophet ﷺ asked his companion, how have you woken this morning, O Harith? كيف أصبحت يا Harith? He responded, I woke up as a true believer. 
Upon hearing this, the Prophet said, Watch what you say, for everything has its true nature, and what is your true nature? Hadith responded, My soul has become detached from the world. I fast during the day, and I keep vigil at night. It is as if the throne of God, I see it on display. As if I see the throne of God on display, and as if I see the inhabitants of the garden visiting each other, and as if I see the inhabitants of the fire howling therein. Upon hearing this, the Prophet said, O Arif, you have direct knowledge, so be steadfast. And he repeated it three times. Here, Hadith is proclaiming true belief, and he's proclaiming himself to have become transformed into a true believer. Take that out of the Hadith. This is sheer Iman, belief, faith, certitude. Harith pertains to the category of people who are elected by God, who attain the reality of faith, who realize, moreover, that they have arrived at faith through divine light. And he is among those who receive the glad tidings, the Bushra, in the here below. And so the verse in the Quran, Bushrakumul Yawm, glad tidings in this world to you on this day in this world and in the next the verse reads glad tidings unto you this day gardens with rivers running below therein to abide that is the great triumph this is the great triumph the glad tidings of this world and of the next the garden itself is a triumph, but there is no greater triumph than God's light. Nothing is greater. No triumph is greater than His Nur, by His command. For He says, Allahu Nur, God is light. And God's triumph for the believer is to receive the triumph of divine light. There is no higher miracle there is no greater victory. No divine gift can be more, more exalted by God's own command, not by ours, than God's light. And in all of this, we're just reminding each other. And if we disagree, that too is a mercy. And I'm reminding myself of my Lord. Now, what does God say about the hypocrites? This remains hidden. The believers, for their parts, are exalted. They're luminous, triumphant, visible. Their miracle, their, no their nobility is evident. We're speaking here, of course, of the hereafter. Because when you tell others that you can see the light in this world, they freak out. Ironically, they're living on earth, under God's sky, but they're oblivious to the light by which and through which God created the sky and the earth. They live within God's light and are unaware of it. But here we're just speaking of the unseen day, the day of resurrection. And the, hi the hypocrite so far remains hidden. 
Then God says in the passage, on the day when the hypocrites, men and women, will say to those who believe. Now here, the hypocrites divulge their own inner state by themselves. Alhamdulillah, God be praised. The Lord didn't do it, they did it. And who do they address? The believers. Prior to addressing the believers, they remain hidden, they remain concealed. Now what do they tell the believers? They say, Wait for us that we may borrow from your light. It's like saying, can I have a cup of water? They're begging. Now their state and their needfulness is unveiled. This state in the hereafter is prefigured in the here below where the state of the hypocrite is unveiled when he does not find in his heart light nor in his hearing light nor in his seeing light and when the believer invites him to God's light they bid time they accuse the believer they point fingers and they say that's an a, re an, a reprehensible, unwarranted innovation. When somebody says that concerning God's light, know that such a person is a hypocrite upon saying that at that very moment. They have divulged their state. Had they remained silent, no one would have known. That is why those who criticize us for saying that the light can be seen must be cautious because they are divulging their inner states and their innermost secrets without knowing it. As for us, when we speak of our innermost secret, we say that we see it in the form of a moon and a sun. We have divulged ourselves. We speak of our Lord's blessings. Then you say, it's not seen in this world and not even in the next, some will say. You should be cautious with respect to this Quranic verse. Now note in this passage that when the hypocrites, men and women, will say, يقولون, the hypocrites have nothing but words. There's no clarity. It's just talk. And what does the Lord say upon the tongue of the believers? It will be said, turn back. That is to say, go back to this world, the one we're in right now, the one you left behind, the dunya, and do what there? And seek light. That is, the light must be sought and taken from the here below. Open your mind, focus with me. By the Lord's command, the light is taken from the here below. The problem is that the one in the hereafter cannot come back to this world. There is no return. Thereupon, the passage continues, thereupon a wall with a gate will be set down between them. This is a calamity. The wall, the veil. Just like today, there is truly a wall between the believer and the hypocrite. Both are praying in the same line. The believer sees the light 
in the prayer by virtue of the Prophet's words, prayer is light, as salatu nur. It's a light for the believer. The hypocrite, on the other hand, cannot find this light. Now this wall that's set down, the inner side of which contains mercy, batinuhu, the inner side, this is the spring, the depths of that light containing mercy, the fountainhead, the source of light itself is mercy. And on the outer side, wadahiruhu, the light is delimited in the handful of the Prophet ﷺ, whose center is God's mercy, Sayyiduna Muhammad ﷺ. But on the outer side of which lies punishment. Now they, the hypocrites, will call out, yunadunahum. Now the hypocrites are not just speaking or asking or telling the believers. They're not just saying, they're calling out from far away because it's as if a wave has taken them. Yunadunahum. They're no longer saying, give me light, like someone saying, give me a cup of water. Now it's a call from afar. And what do they say? Were we not with you? Alam nakun ma'akum. We prayed and we fasted together, we intermarried, we traded, we bought and sold to each other, we shared the same culture, the same religion, the same prophet. Why are we now separated? And they reply, the believers say, indeed, bala. But the veil that separates the believer from the hypocrite is the temptation of the lower self. Fitnatul nafs. Fatantum anfusakum. You tempted your lower selves. Bitted your time and doubted, and false hopes deluded you. You were repelled, in other words, by divine mercy. Repelled by sending salawat upon the Prophet. Repelled by circles of remembrance and false hopes of one day repenting. Deluded you. You kept saying, I'll repent tomorrow or the next day. In, in order to turn to God in repentance, you can't hope. You pray for it. You supplicate. You pray for Tawbah in this world before the next, both inwardly and outwardly. So these temptations, fitnatun nafs, and so on, deluded you until the command of God came. Hatta ata amrullah. It's God's command, the light, the wall, the inner gate with mercy, the punishment. The passage continues, and the deluder deluded you concerning God. وَغَرَّكُمْ بِاللَّهِ الْغَرُورِ so this day no ransom shall be taken from you. There is no act of charity, no virtue, no litany, no wird, no act of devotion that can be performed. Or from those who've disbelieved. Not only does this pertain to the hypocrite, but also the disbeliever, the unbeliever. That is, in this verse, the hypocrite and the unbeliever are joined together. Your refuge shall be the fire. The fire here is the lower self, al-nafs. The breath, the nafas, of the hypocrite and the unbeliever is of a fiery nature. The breath, the nafas, of the believer is luminous, it's the light. The Prophet was asked about the fire now and he said it's like a, it's not, it's muswadda, smoldering black. That is the dark lower self of the unbeliever, of the hypocrite, is sheer darkness. And the self, the soul of the believer, it's light. Now this fire 
is described as your master and what an evil journey's end. Then God says, has not time come for those who believe for their hearts to be humbled to the remembrance of God? Where's the gate? This entire passage is revealed to give us a sign. This entire scenario is described in order for our hearts to be humbled to the remembrance of God. God revealed this scenario to us in the hopes that our hearts will have humility before His remembrance. So if you hear this verse and still your heart is not humbled to the remembrance of God, then know that you are among the hypocrites and that it's time for your heart to have fear. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad kama sallayta ala Sayyidina Ibrahim wa ala ali Sayyidina Ibrahim وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد